think the theremin is one of the most underrated musical instruments ever. <laughs> I absolutely love that that spooky science fiction-y 50s. Yeah, it was kind of meant for the genre, yeah. <laughs> I know. Anyway, hey everybody, welcome. Um, and thanks for coming back to the Writer's Tavern. Sit back, sip that grog or whatever it is you're imbibing, and join me, Jerry, in welcoming my fellow writer, podcast partner, and a longtime friend, Melanie. Hello, Oct since it's October. Hello, pumpkins. <laughs> hello, pumpkins. You missed well, that, didn't you? Yeah. Admit it. <laughs> hello, pumpkin heads. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Pumpkin heads, eraser heads, whatever you want to call it. It's all good. We love you anyway. Ooh, eraser head. That's a good movie for this mm. month. Um, so I answered a long, long ass survey that Scrivener sent out. And apparently they're they're putting out feelers for, you know, uh, what should we improve and how is it? And basically they were like, do you want Scrivener to be more like the iOS version or do you want the iOS version to be more like the desktop version? And, or do you want them, you know, or should they be exactly alike? Or do you like them the way they are? Is it too complex? And I'm thinking, because, you know, Apple's coming out with their Apple Silicon version of, of their computers. And so it's going to be able to run iOS stuff on the Apple. <laughs> and so I'm wondering if they're just thinking, why don't we just, just have the iOS version and put it on the Apple, uh, on the Mac, and then not have to worry about this dual thing anymore. That's that's what I'm thinking they're thinking. I God, I hope not. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm not. I, I'm happy to use it, but I, I can't say I'm overly thrilled with the iOS version of Scrivener. So, I mean, I... I prefer the desktop version because I, I write primarily on my desk. Well, actually, I write primarily on my laptop. So Yeah, yeah. And I, I did notice that Scrivener screwed up one of my uh, – fortunately, I had a backup with – Scrivener is really good about that. But it the sync sometimes between iOS and the desktop version is not perfect. It's, that's that's one thing the pages does have over it but um really because I, I mean i just plug it in and i i sync through um uh itunes dropbox. and it, it oh really oh no. no i don't use dropbox i use itunes i just plug it in and, and sync it directly and then it's no problem to, to ios yeah oh well they recommend that you use dropbox so I've, I've never i've never gotten that to be able to work and i don't know why Oh, weird. Well, maybe I should. Oh, I don't know. Well, anyway, um, that being said, uh, nothing bad happened and I'm falling in love with Scrivener again and um, I'm banging away at my new novel. And uh, that's what she said. <laughs> she, she enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> but we do have a special offer from Scrivener that came through for us, but I'm not going to tell everybody what it is right up front because I want them to listen till the very end. And before we say goodbye, I'll, I'll give everybody the, the down low scoop, whatever the bird's eye low down. But, <laughs> bird's eye low down. The bird's eye low down. You are right. Or you'll make the words look pretty. Hey, that's right. From uh, like, like a fifties a um, uh, detective novel. Okay, if it that's is. what you say. I, yeah, I, it I, is. 
Jerry, I'm I'm not going to argue with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> bird's eye lowdown. So wait till the end of the, the end of the show. Lowdown. Wait till the end of the show and you'll get the bird's eye lowdown. You're going to get the bird's eye lowdown of this special offer. Anyway, so you could, for those of you who want Scrivener and you want to buy it, we've got a special offer for you. And uh, anyway, so enough about Scrivener. Melly, how's the new book coming along? I am literally within three chapters of finishing. I have about 9,000 words to go. And my goal is to get much of that done today and then get the rest of it done tomorrow so that I can edit this week and upload everything to Amazon on Friday. So we're going to make this a short episode so she can get back to work. <laughs> I admittedly, I was like banging away. I'm, I'm in the big chariot racing scene I, i've got like the star wars music going in my head and suddenly i get a little pop-up saying zencaster reminds you you have a, a podcast in 15 minutes and it was like <laughs> well, we, well all right well i mean we could have delayed it but hey we're already recording no so, yeah well okay I, so you're this complete and total writing machine i'm mean, just in awe of this i mean i did that once uh, way way back in the early, in 1984 so basically wrote, when dinosaurs walked the earth yeah yeah i wrote a novel on paper with a pen with my fingers <laughs> in two weeks because i i said i said i could do this i'm gonna try it right and i did it and it was yeah. the first draft of travels Okay. Which which I accidentally deleted and then had to rewrite from memory. But <laughs> how did you delete all... how did you delete something that you wrote on paper with a pen? Oh Lord. Um okay, I'll I'll make this a short story. Um so I I, I worked on that and then I I was I was working a job where I was I was traveling up and down California all by myself and I was living in hotel rooms. And, uh, so I'd come home at night and I bought myself this really cool, um, Olivetti typewriter. It was a beautiful typewriter. And, um, so I took that handwritten thing and I typed it all up. And, and the reason I bought this is because not only was it a typewriter, but it had a parallel port in the back. And if you plug it into a computer, which I had planned to get, it becomes a Daisy Will printer. Okay. So... And so I type it all out and I've got draft two and then I type it all out and I've got draft three. And then lo and behold, I earn enough money and I put it together and I buy myself my first computer, uh, IBM PC Jr. with IBM writing assistant. And I type the whole thing into the word processor. It's like the final draft. I'm getting all ready and everything. And as I'm typing it in, I'm throwing the pages away, throwing the pages away, throwing the pages away. And then I was all done. I'm like, okay, the first thing I have to do, I'm literally, the first thing I have to do, I know I have to back this floppy drive up because there was no hard drives back then. And, and I had modified this computer so that it would have two floppy drives. And I put the one floppy in one and the other floppy in the other. And I went DOS, disk copy A to B, right? And I right. backed it up. Backed up the blank copy. Onto the novel. Oh. <laughs> it was gone. It was gone. The oh. whole everything I'd done for like a year is all gone. And oh, so I Jerry. mourned it for about 
a week. And then I thought, okay, I know the story backwards and forwards. I have a brand new word processor. I typed it all out from memory. It was way better than it was because. <laughs> well, yeah, because it had been edited. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and I already knew what the story is. I, I knew how it ended and everything. So all I had to do is. And so I was able to concentrate on the details instead of the story. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about the story. I knew what happened. So, and that's that one that got sold back when we first had our um, first, when, when we were first forming our writers group and I, and I joined. Right. So that, that fiasco, but anyway, <laughs> so that's the only time I ever did that, but you're doing this. You're like one book a month. And I'm like, how do you, how do you plot this? And where you're using a formula and how do you pick your villains? And, you know, and I want to know all that stuff. Well, okay. The thing is, this is a little bit unusual because the four books that I'll be finishing this year are all partials. I have anywhere between eight to 10,000 words written on all of them already, and they're all plotted out. So it's basically just a matter of me nailing my ass to the chair and actually getting the wordage in. Okay, now, so you're just filling in the details. Uh, well, yeah, pretty much. Now, t- 2021 is going to be a little bit different because that's when I get to start on the absolute brand new books. And my goal there is basically to spend a couple of days plotting out a novel, get you know, deciding who's the hero, who's the villain, what's going to be happening. And then I'm going to spend four weeks churning out 3,000 words a day, get it knocked out, and that way I can, I can just let it sit for a couple of days and cool off. Then I'll edit, send it to my editor, send it to my betas, and wind up releasing it at the end of that month. So the goal is to actually write six books next year uh, and spend two two months per book. So one no month writing off. it. Um, well, at the end of the year, and ideally we're going to be taking a couple of weekends here and there to just kind of, uh, you know, go somewhere and relax I do, if we can. We'll have to see. But I mean, in order to make that up, I'll, I'll just write extra words. I can do that. Do you ever find that when you want to go and relax, you want to, you want to write while you're relaxing? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to go somewhere. I'm just going to have a beer. I'm going to sit here and relax. I'm like, damn it. I should have brought my laptop. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I've written on cruises. Okay. <laughs> well, I, that would be perfect, man. Oh, that was great because, well, because, you know, Lyndon and I both really like Disney cruises and they have in a, I have to phrase this carefully. Um, they have adult only areas on the ship where kids can't go. So you can just kind of relax and have a drink or something like that. Uh-huh. And there is a coffee shop with an adult only area in it. So I would go there and I'd sit down with my laptop and I'd order like a Frappuccino or their version of a Frappuccino. And I just write for a couple of hours or I would do it by the adult only pool or things like that. And so, I mean, I was, I'm trying to remember which book that was. Oh, actually a degree of resistance. I finished that on the cruise because I have no concept of what it means to actually relax. I, (laughs) you know, I'm probably going to wind up dying in 10 years because of this, but there we are. Writing is kind of relaxing to me though. I mean, it's like, and, and I found if, if I don't write, if I go through a period where I'm like, uh, I'm all burning, I'm, I'm not going to do any writing. My imagination doesn't stop. And then it starts going to dark places. And I, 
I did, 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 have I talked about this before? Um, no, you haven't actually. Well, I've I've talked. Oh, I know why I've think I've talked because I talked to my shrink about it, and he's like, "Well, you better keep writing then." No, so I mean, like, I'll start imagining horrible things happening to my, to you know, friends and family, mm-hmm. and go, oh, you know, and and it's just it just comes out of nowhere, like a daydream, and it's like nightmares, waking nightmares, and. You would think I'd be a horror writer because of this, but no, it's just, it's just my, the imagination is like, well, you know, bad things are going to happen. You're going to be prepared for it. And like, you know, whole scenarios come out. What if a gunman comes in or what if, you know, and like, stop, stop. And if I start writing again, I start writing fiction, it goes away. Yeah. You know, I, I could like lay back and just close my eyes and listen to music. None of that comes to me because I've already used all that imaginative energy. I guess you would say the creative energy is I've done it. Yeah. But you, if I don't write, it's, it's going to do it. Yeah, and it starts going dark on you. Yeah. I can't sleep if I don't write. There have been times where I've been, especially last year when I was doing the contract job, um, I was just too tired to actually sit down and write at the end of the day. And I wind up with the most horrible insomnia. I wind up just staring at the ceiling. I cannot sleep. But if I start on a project and I start writing every day, boom, it goes away. I'm able to go to sleep at like 11 o'clock, you know, in the, at night and sleep like a baby. So that's that's my problem about not being able to uh, or what well, bad things that happen when I don't write. I can't sleep. So if that means I have to write every day, I have to write every day. That's OK. <laughs> I can live what, with that. What a curse. Yeah, I know. Especially, <laughs> especially since I make money at it. So, yeah, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, This month has been kind of interesting because I have King of Blades, which is uh, Two Thrones Book Four, out on pre-order. And I've sold a lot less copies than I had of Shadow of the Swan when it was on pre-order, but it's full price. The thing is, I put Shadow of the Swan at 99 cents. And so I think a lot more people are willing to, you know, just take take a chance and see that they like it. Um, but even though I've only sold 13 copies of King of Blades at pre-order, I've actually made more money on it than I did with 59 copies of Shadow of the Swan at 99 cents. Oh yeah, I could. I wonder how many people, because I'm guilty of this. I will go through and I'll buy all the cheap books because I oh I want that oh I want that oh that and oh and I never read them. They're sitting on my Kindle. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you are not alone. That is a very very common thing, and it's interesting that the psychology seems to indicate if you price your book a little bit higher, people are going to read it more quickly because they've invested more money in it. Yeah. I, I mean, I noticed that about a lot of things. If, if I, that's why my, the diet thing I, I joined is working because I had to pay for it. So I'm going to get my freaking money's worth. Yeah. It, you know? yeah. <laughs> but if I'm just counting calories on some free app, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? It's fine. Yeah. So th- that's why I actually went in and made all of the starters for all of my series a buck ninety nine instead of ninety nine cents because I still want them to be inexpensive in order to encourage new readers to pick them up and hopefully buy the rest of the series. But 
I don't want them in at 99 cents anymore because frankly, people do that. They buy them and then they just sit on the to be read pile on their Kindle and they never get the rest of the series. So it's like, let's price these a little bit higher and maybe I won't get as many sales, but I think I'm going to get more people actually reading the book and and then looking at the end of it and going, oh, wait a minute, there's other books in the series. Great. I will go buy those. Oh, I wonder, Ken. So, you know, you've inspired me to actually just go and jack the prices of my 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 Kindle books up. Yeah. Because they all sit at $2.99. I got this advice from this writer in Chicago who actually does a really good job. Um, he he was showing how he would make way more money at $2.99 than if he jacked it up. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That was five years ago. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You Indie know? publishing has changed so much in that time. And there are so many more cheap books out there that you're not going to get the boost that you used to be able to do in 2015. So it actually makes more sense to price your books a little bit higher and make it worthwhile both for you and the reader so that you're getting the money that you deserve for all the time and effort you put into it. And the reader basically decides to read it sooner. And like you said earlier, you know, they paid for it. It's going to be important to them. So it's like, okay, let's get this read now. Yeah. 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 What's your sweet spot? that you're Um, finding most of well okay if a book is up to a hundred thousand words i will price it at 399 okay there are there are a couple that's over and i usually do those at 499 but i'm not going to go any higher than that because some people do but the thing is for romance that seems to be the sweet spot you know 399 to 499 for full-length novels people readers are willing to pay that I wonder what would happen if you priced it at some weird number, like $4.27. Or, no, because you'll see that. So, like $4.21, and they'll go, or $4.20, so it's four twenty, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if the, it'll, it, like, they'll catch their eye, like, what? Oh, what, what, what's the, oh. I wonder what, because everything else is all $2.99, $3.99, whatever. Well, yeah, but that, that's a psychological trick in itself, that you're actually right. pressing at five bucks. It's just that you take the one penny off and it looks lower. I know, but I mean, but then they all look alike. If you switch it around, maybe make it make it f- six cents lower, it will stand out more because it's not like the other ones. I don't think so. Cause I don't think no? people are going to pay that much of attention to. Yeah. I mean, just making it six cents lower. I don't think they're going to care that much. Hmm. You know? Well, I tried an experiment and it, it I, I don't know if it's working or not yet, but I mean, uh, my, my latest one, the, the hard copy is $11 and 11 cents. Okay. But 11 is a special number to me and my girlfriend. So, and, um, but, but instead of pricing the, the, um, the Kindle version at two ninety nine like all my other ones, this one's three forty nine. Okay. And it has not hurt the sales at all. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's not going to hurt your sales to give it a, you know, an unusual price. I mean, unless it's like eleven ninety nine, then the people are going to look at it and go, I'm not paying that much for a Kindle. Uh, Thank yeah. You very much. It's like. Yeah, I don't care who it is. Uh, I have a problem paying over 
$9.99 for a, a digital copy of anything. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, it, I will do it occasionally if it is a book that I really, really want to read. And especially if I know the author and I like them and I want to support them, sometimes I will grit my teeth and do it. But I just keep thinking this, it's a digital file. Okay. You are not paying for someone to print this, someone to print the cover, someone to bind it, someone to transport it to a store, so, yeah. you know, someone to, to rack it there. It's a digital file. It's coming over the internet. It does not need to be $9.99 or more. And and the thing is, yeah. I, I think a, a lot of the big five in New York are screwing themselves over because they're the ones who are pricing some of their uh, Kindle books or their eBooks higher than the print books. I know that that doesn't make any sense because it's like it's like sending signal out that says, "Hey, pirate this book." Yeah, pretty much. You know? Pretty because, yeah, please steal from me. Yeah, because I mean, if it goes too high, the pain point you, you pass the pain point, and they'll go fuck it. I could find this out on the internet somewhere for free, and you yeah. know you can. Yep, you can. Because <laughs> that's that's how a lot of kids go through college, you know, because they can't afford those damn. Because they'll price those, the you know the the textbooks a digital copy in an insane price, and they'll go, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm getting the copy from you. A, yeah, I, a torrent somewhere. Yeah, I'll torrent this. So, yeah. Well, the, the, the thing is, I think the big five bean counters, I think, are still kind of working on an outdated mode. I oh, think yeah. And I, I think that they're thinking, oh, well, you, we'll price these higher because they're convenient. People can just download them and we'll make more money off of that, especially now with COVID. No one wants to go into a bookstore. But like you said, there is a pain point and there is a point where people are looking at it and going, I, fuck, no, I'm not paying $11.99 for a digital file. I will go pirate it. Yeah, and, or or I'll go discover another author. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or you know. if they're honest, it's like, well, you know what? I'll wait till this comes out. It, everything comes out on sale eventually. I'll wait till then. In yeah. the meantime, I've got I've got all these ninety nine cent books that I've already downloaded. Then I'll yeah. read one of those. I'll wait till it shows up on Bookbub. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and that has happened. That has happened. I will just like, oh, I want that. Nah, all right. Like like four months later, oh there it is two ninety nine yep. buy Bing, and yep, then bingo. I don't read it, <laughs> but I bought it. <laughs> well, you've got it. So I mean, eventually, if if you break your legs and you're stuck in bed, you got something to do. So yeah, I'm so like and they're all downloaded. So if I have no internet, like the the world has ended, I'm eating rats. I will have enough to read for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> sweetie how do you intend to power your kindle if the world is ending and you're eating rats um solar power oh okay that's fine all right oh, yeah, oh great uh, let me put that on my list to buy yeah solar charger would be a good idea <laughs> they, yeah they're out there yeah you know the thing with me is i have uh the kindle app on my phone and i love being able to read if I'm stuck somewhere like I'm in a doctor's office or I'm, I'm eating lunch in my car or doing whatever. It's great because I can then just go through and all the books I have on my phone, you know, download them, upload them, clear things off. So I have enough memory and it means I can read wherever I go. So that's really been very nice for me. And I've found that I've got like, um, a iPad mini 
next mm-hmm. to my bed. And I've actually started reading more on that than I've, I do on the Kindle. The Kindle has actually lost charge a number of times because it just sits there because I tend, since I do everything else on the iPad, I just use the Kindle app there and read my books there. And Amazon doesn't care. Yeah, Amazon. <laughs> they don't care. Neither, neither do any of the other uh, online retailers. You know, Kobo, they'll send it wherever you want. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, Barnes Noble, they don't care. They'll send it to your, you know, iBooks. That's totally cool. So. Well, I know the, I, what was their reader called? Because uh, I bought two of them, three of them. Um, I bought one Nooks? for the Nook. That's yeah. right. So I bought, because. Because my girlfriend and her oldest daughter didn't like the Kindle, mm-hmm. and they were Barnes and Noble fans, not not Amazon's fans. So I bought them Nooks, and they loved them kind of. And then um, one started kind of going on the fritz, so I, I I bought my girlfriend a newer one, and then that one started not, or she broke it or something, and I went to go buy another one, and there were just Android tablets at that point. It was an Android tablet with the app, but it was also had everything else from Android. I'm like, what? So I, I bought her an iPad. <laughs> yeah. And she loved that until she lost the charger and then lost it. And then I bought her a Kindle and she she kind of loved it. and But she never, whatever. She likes paper books. A lot of people do. (laughs) Did I tell you I got the nicest compliment from my physician's assistant? Oh, I I had to go in um, about a month ago, basically to get the undercarriage checked out. Yeah, and uh, she we were talking while she was doing the exam, and and she said, "So what exactly do you write?" Because I happen to like, and she named a certain author, and I said, "If you like that author's work, you're gonna love Shadow on the Swan." And I gave her a rundown of the story and she's like, oh my God, oh my God. Okay. You have, give me your email address. Cause, cause I need to know where to buy this. And so I went home and we, we talked about it on email and she said, I don't take this the wrong way, but I much prefer print books. So is this going to be coming out in print? And I said, yeah, not a problem. At that point, I was just putting the final touches on the book and I was waiting for the proof to get back. Yeah. So once I got back, I okayed it on Amazon and I pinged her and said, yeah, okay, here's the link. Go buy the book. She loved it. She, she, I mean, she didn't even, she called me. She literally left a voicemail on my phone saying, this was great. I'm looking forward to other books in this series, you know, stay healthy and I'll see you next year. So I thought, (laughs) okay, then I have done well. I have entertained a woman who's looked at my vagina. Yay. Well, that's definitely a plus. <laughs> exactly, because I had to make up for that somehow. <laughs> Although she, she was really sweet. She says that she volunteers at the STD clinic in Dallas. And she was saying, if I see anything that I don't I don't recognize, I'll pay you. I went, okay, then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. So. oh, well, should I let you get back to writing? That's probably a good idea because I, I do need to crank out the rest of this book so I, I can get it edited and polished and make it look pretty in time to upload it by, you know, midnight on Friday. Oh, well, you better get to work. So anyway, as promised, dear listeners, uh, if you would like uh, a 20% discount on Scrivener for Mac OS and Windows, um, I think, um, no, I guess that doesn't 
that doesn't include the iOS version because you got to buy that through Apple. So they don't have. So anyway, so this would be the 20% discount for Mac OS and Windows. Uh, just when you're buying it, use the keyword or the, what do you call it? When you discount word? The tavern. Yeah, the coupon name is Tavern. And that will work until January 31st, 2021. Okay, Jerry, is that all caps? Does is is, anyway, is that she, she gave it to me in all caps, but I'm not sure if you really have to use it in all caps. Well, you know what? Just in case, if she gave it to you in all caps, people type it in all caps. Okay. And we'll keep on telling people about this until about mid-January, then we'll stop. <laughs> and if you're listening to this way after January 31st, 2021. First off, thank you. Well, thank you. And also, um, we might be able to work another deal with them. So stay tuned. Anyway, thank you for joining us at the Writer's Tavern. You can find our website hosted by anchor.fm at writerstavern.show. And uh, let's see, you could use that website to record messages that will be sent to us. We can listen to it and we can feature it on the show. You could also join us on our Facebook page. Just search for at Writer's Tavern. Anyway, from Melanie and I both, thank you for listening. And here's hoping you come back. Good writing. Stay safe.